know, when you have company over for, you know, special days like Thanksgiving, it kind of makes a difference on maybe how far the person travels, right? If it's someone that you see nearly every day and they, they come in the door, you might greet them casually. Or maybe if they drove up from the valley and you don't see them too often, you, you'll give them a nice warm hug and ask them how things are going and give them a warm greeting. Or if they flew halfway across the world and you haven't seen them for years, you'd probably be excited and maybe even drive down to the airport to meet them and, and pick them up and just give them a nice warm welcome and they'd feel welcome. Kind of depends, I think, on the person coming and the circumstance, doesn't it? What about our reception of our God? No, he's, he's not literally going to come in the door in the flesh, not yet at least. But how do we greet God as we come into his presence or we invite him into our home? That's kind of what we learn as we look at God's word this morning in Luke chapter 7. As Jesus is welcomed, and we see two very different types of welcoming. And we also see a reminder for us this Thanksgiving that it's not just the fact that you receive Jesus, it's also how and why. Here we'll see how a sinner sits at the table with the Savior. Jesus was often invited to houses as he was known as a, a well-known uh, teacher of the time. And so one of these men, a Pharisee, part of a religious group, wanted to do what at this time was the socially acceptable thing, to invite this renowned teacher to his house and to host an event in which he was there. Although evidently not, there's one of the honored guests, but just one of the guests. His name, we find out, is, is Simon. And Simon the Pharisee, like many Pharisees, was one who probably was pretty proud of the life he lived and, and probably did live a pretty good outward life, displaying his appreciation, his, his life to his God. And as this Pharisee has Jesus come to the table, it says Jesus was reclining at the table. You have to keep in mind the, the way that they ate back then, the, the tables weren't quite structured like ours. They were lower to the ground. They would recline with a cushion with their feet facing outward. And that's the posture that we find Jesus as he's eating at the table when an uninvited guest shows up. Uh, she's described here as a sinner, someone who has lived a sinful life. We can only speculate but she did have a reputation. The, the Pharisee knew her reputation. Whether she was the local drunk or maybe one who had lived previously as a prostitute, we don't know exactly, but she had a reputation for being one of them. You know, the, the people on the other side of town, the ones that don't necessarily keep their, their life in order, but have pretty much ruined their life and ruined the lives of many others. It says she's at the table, and while Jesus is eating, she stands behind him. How does a sinner come to the table with Jesus? Well, she didn't feel worthy to be at the table, but she's at his feet. And there she's weeping. Tears are flowing. So much so that it says she's washing his feet with her tears. Maybe you can picture the the awkwardness. Some of you might feel uncomfortable if you're sitting next to someone and they're crying during a Hallmark film. 
Imagine being at a meal and there is this woman and her tears are flowing at the foot of this teacher and she's one of those, you know, them. And she's not supposed to be there. And Simon knows that and he doesn't say it out loud. He knows it's not socially polite to say this, but he's thinking what everybody else is thinking. If Jesus knew exactly who she was, he'd put her in her place. Isn't that the way it sometimes is? When someone is displaying, as this woman was, their gratitude for who Christ is, the Savior, even though they don't feel like they're worthy to come into God's house or to be in God's presence, when they express their gratitude, others might look down on it. Maybe it doesn't play out just this way, but maybe sometimes those who gather in God's house might judge the worship, the thanksgiving of another. It can even play out in the arena of worship, where one person's form of thanks to God is to lift up their hands. And others say, well, why would they do that? That's not the custom here. Or someone might be in a church that's very formal and traditional, and they have a procession which the cross is lifted up, and that's, that's their way of saying, God is important, we're in God's house, and they march forward with the cross. And others will look at them and say, I know them, the way they live during the week. They're sinners. Who do they think they are to put on such a grand display of thanks to God? And they'll judge their form of worship. Or others might say they, in spiritual fervor, serve and sing out loud to God. And others will judge their worship and say, I know them. They just show up on Sunday and do that. That's what Simon was doing. That's what our hearts will often do when we, we see the response that others have, the outpouring of gratitude that maybe doesn't line up with our gratitude. But this woman gives this gratitude with sincerity because she is a sinner approaching the table of the Savior. Simon didn't realize that. Jesus turns to Simon and says, <clears throat> reminding her of the situation here, Simon, I have something to tell you. Two people owed a certain money lender. One owed him 500 denarii. And if you look at that, that's the usual wage of someone. So 500 days labor. And the other 50. Neither of them had the money to pay him back, so he forgave the debts of both. Which of them will love him more? Of course, Simon, and we all know the answer. The one who's forgiven much loves much. Sometimes when we gather in God's house, we do it like Simon where we think, I'm, I'm checking the social list. I'm, I'm there and I'm present. I'm giving something for an offering. I'm present in God's house. I, I have the Bible in my home. And I'm not saying you have to come to tears every time you invite Jesus to be present with word and sacrament. But it is always with sincerity for what he has done. Or is it sometimes going through the emotion of simply being present. Maybe there's a family devotion and one of the members is thinking, oh, I got such a day, I don't have time for this. Or maybe we show up for God's house and we're thinking something else, like that wasn't my favorite style of music. I'm not going to sing while others sing their heart out. Or maybe we're thinking, this isn't really something I feel like doing today. I'm going to go to St. Mattress with Pastor Pillow. 
And obviously I know there's a lot of people sick today. But where is our heart before God? This woman, Jesus says, welcomed me, Simon, with her tears. And you didn't welcome me. This woman, Simon, you didn't welcome me with anointing, but gave me a kiss and perfume and has not stopped kissing my feet. And Jesus says, why? She has her many sins forgiven. So she loved much. How does a a sinner sit at the table with Jesus? We know the answer. It's, It's in sorrow over sin, but in tears of joy over forgiveness. And whether those tears might flow visibly or not, we come before our Savior in his presence with word and sacrament as he is present with his people. And we come with gratitude, sincere gratitude for what he has done. This woman had been, as Jesus said, forgiven much and told her the comforting words, your sins are forgiven. Of all the reasons to come before God in humility and praise and thanks, it is this, we are sinners, but he is our Savior. And he invites us to his presence, to his table, both here right now with the word and sacrament and forever in his kingdom in heaven. And he comforts us as he says, your faith has saved you. Go in peace. Properly speaking, it's not our faith, but what our faith is in. The one who came down to recline his dirty feet at the table. The one who came to forgive that woman for all of her sins that she carried in her reputation and came to forgive me for all of my sins and the reputation I deserve because of them and to forgive you for every sin that you carry so that you, whether the tears are flowing today or some other day or other time, can come before him at his feet and someday, after a lifetime of pouring out your offerings of praise, your perfume of prayers of thanks will come before his feet in heaven, be invited to his eternal wedding feast. Until then, we know how a sinner approaches the table. You know, I mentioned earlier that it depends on how the circumstance is when someone comes to your house, how you greet them. How would you greet someone if it was perhaps the president of your nation or a celebrity coming to your house? Well, how do you greet God coming down from heaven, making his presence with us in the flesh, dying, rising, coming again in glory with hymns of thanks and praise, pouring out our hearts and lives. Thanks be to God through his son Jesus, now and forever. Amen.